0: You are now listening to Nerdy Talk with Dan, the most popular podcast in Raleigh, North Carolina that covers movies, video games, TV shows, and more. Prepare yourself for an hour or two of conversations of epic proportions. So sit back, relax, and enjoy with your amazing host, Daniel X. Thompson.
1: Hey everybody! Welcome to Nerdy Talk with Dan. I am your host, and today I'm with a special guest, the originator of the idea to make this podcast. My name is Evan Huntley. <laughs> hmm. That was a good intro. I, yeah, I, I felt was, like I, I felt like I gave you like an origin story. You
2: gave you gave me a good intro, and then I was like, "Do I want to share my real name on the podcast?" That's true. You could have said like um, mystery. Ooh. I could have said grumpy dad. Grumpy dad. As it could be a recurring character. Mm. Oh, well. Lost opportunities. Also, you're welcome for this whole podcast idea. Yeah, it was a good
1: idea. Cause, oh. but, but for one, a lot of people don't understand in podcasts, in the whole podcast sphere, you have to be a good or entertaining conversationalist to kind of carry it. So from my outs- from my perspective as just me talking, I don't really see myself as that interesting
2: to listen to. Uh, you aren't <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank there you, you i appreciate that, it. that was the thing no i'm glad that you i'm glad that you finally did it mm-hmm. um, yeah you did the podcast speaking of interesting conversationalists mm-hmm. clearly i'm not up, up to the bill as i didn't uh jump on the queue uh well a couple he, mon- well here's the ago, thing so. it is a it is a
1: it's muscle it's, it's a good. muscle you gotta yeah. work it because right. listen to like epi- well you i think you might have heard just episode one of nerdy talk it was very like unfiltered like it hadn't really become what it is now like the audio quality really it was bad. a little glassy it was glassy it was bad and it was just like it wasn't organized nothing like none of the things we were talking about were organized it was kind of like if you were at a barbershop and you just kind of went with the conversations which were random
2: yeah it's kind of yeah Self, and self-indulgent kind of yeah like, i just want to talk about this yeah, 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 yeah. and now he's kind of controlled it a little bit it's all right
1: it's so, great Yeah, You're coming into your own yeah yeah which is feels good. It feels you're all, good. You're all grown up. It, it is. No, because I have friends now who want to do podcasts, and they're like, you know, I've they've seen my stuff, and they're just like, oh, I want to do it, too. You got any tips? And I'm just like, just do it, man. You're like,
2: stay, stay out of my vertical. That's my tip.
1: No, they try to get my vertical, but yeah. I'm like, I don't have to worry about it, because it's like, <laughs> like, come on. I'm like, the Big Bang Theory, you guys are like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> the new show on the block, like that's what you went with, the Big Bang Theory. Well,
1: if I was like CBS, which is like
2: you know the you highest like, rated, oh platform. yeah, I guess they are. That's yeah, I've always found that interesting. You could have been like I, I'm like The Walking Dead, and but you're like they're not you know, really anymore. You're like uh, Manifest.
1: Ah, oh, Manifest.
2: Have you seen Manifest? Um, I I have yet to see Manifest. <laughs> um, but every time, like literally every time I talk to my father-in-law, mm-hmm. he rehashes like the first four episodes, mm-hmm. and so. It's like, a, I feel like I have to climb this mountain to like get into the show now because I'm like, okay, I'm just going to watch all the stuff he's already told me, like paraphrased for me. You know, he's like, he's like and then this happens and then they get to the hangar and then it, I'm like, cool. But, you know, next time a little less detail because now I feel like it's it's, it's all spoiled.
1: Man-a-fish just sound, on paper, sounded kind of dumb to me because it was like, oh, these people get on a plane, but when they land a year has passed or a f- few years have passed i think it's like 5 years or so 5 something. years yeah, yeah. yeah and i was just like that's that's stupid
2: <laughs> i mean it's just like it's a riff on lost that's what i felt like they were like from the writers that have done lost you know like the from the writers of lost Well, from what i heard you know. from what i heard
1: about it it's like a mixture of lost and heroes yeah and i, I was see that. and i was like uh like they ever since heroes ended they've like M- NBC has had an identity crisis like, they don't know what type of network they want to be. Because they lost the office Parks and Rec. So, they're, like, trying to replace it with comedies where now it's starting to kind of work. Like, they got Brooklyn Nine-Nine now, which was, like, a steal
2: for them. Right. And, you know. And they, they had New Girl, but the New Girl ended. Did they? they didn't have New Girl. That was Fox. No. Well then, Brooklyn Nine Nine was on Fox. Then Brooklyn
1: Nine Nine was on Fox, but it got canceled, and then, and then like, picked up by NBC. Yeah, NBC uh, was okay. like, well, yeah, because I, I was
2: going to say I was like, New Girl and uh, and Brooklyn Nine Nine had the crossover the worst crossover episode <laughs> in the history of crossover. Was episodes. that like a, I think that was, was after terrible. like the Super Bowl or something like that? Uh, yeah, it was something like that, and they uh, it's just a, that's an awful awful episode. I, I was like I, I didn't want to see
1: it. It wasn't a thing. It's just like what they did with that show uh, Bones and uh, Sleepy Hollow. They were like, we're going to do a crossover episode. And I was like, those two don't. And the world is like, why? Yeah, it's like, it just don't, doesn't <laughs> this make any didn't sense. not need to exist. Some things I think in Hollywood don't need to, like, don't need to be done. And even though that's like the, the opposite of what you should say when it comes to Hollywood stuff, because you got to give everything a chance to like, you know, be birthed into the world for us to judge. That one just sounds like inherently just sounds, eh, don't yeah. want to see it. Yep. you know, but
2: some executive somewhere was like, "We're doing
1: it." Yeah, like stubbornly, uh, like the CW making a, a Lost Boys TV show. Mm. <laughs> we're
2: just we're just going down nostalgia lane. It's like walking into Target, man. CW, you got, you got Britney Spears T shirts. <laughs> you've got like Goonies like swag, and you're sitting there going like, oh man!" Like they are definitely targeting my Can you demographic. Make it? Right
1: yeah, I was like, "Can you make Lost Boys?" can you make it relevant to today because when you look at that movie and they Mm -hmm. go to like that small town and it's like these 80s looking dudes that are like it's a really specific look and then if you try to do that with like new teens but you know what what teens wear
2: now so they're gonna I, i feel like they're gonna do the the riverdale which is like you you Look at it and go. What what time period are we in? Like it's like we're kind of in the '50s, but -hmm. then they all have cell phones and it's modern day. But everybody's like clothing and haircuts and all the buildings and hospitals and other important like set pieces are all from the '50s.
1: Riverdale, Riverdale, kind of it bugs me on a subconscious level. Like when I watch it, like the first two seasons, I was like, like this is really good. But then something in the back of my head is like, there's something that's not quite gelling all the way with like me embracing it 100 percent. i can see that yeah but maybe it's because archie is like shredded and he's like it's just not it's not my yeah. mental image of archie because i grew up, well i didn't grow up with the comics but i grew up with that crappy cartoon archie's weird mysteries <laughs> and he's like a very like straight edge dude he doesn't have like like darkness within and stuff like that
2: CW. Yeah, when we got to the point where he was like working for Hiram Lodge and being this, you know, enforcer and like talking down to like the mafioso guys, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm I'm checking out. Yeah, I've I've, I've checked <laughs> anyway. out for a while now, but I heard Chad Michael Murray is going to be like the main bad
1: guy this new mm-hmm. season, so I was like, I just want to see his nice. acting. <laughs> I want to see his bland acting like cross pollinate with their bland <laughs> acting. Yeah.
2: It's it's gotten to the point where um, it, it took a turn similar to um, for a while. My wife and I were like, "Scandal," like that's a good TV show, mm-hmm. and then she kind of jumped the shark and got completely out of control. And it's kind of gotten to that point on uh, on Riverdale <laughs> as well. We're like, I don't know if we're gonna keep watching this or not. I forgot about um, Scandal, but on. I think I think that's what the Lost Boys to kind of bring it back. I feel like that's mm-hmm. what the Lost Boys is gonna do. Is they're gonna figure out some way to like make it modern, but then everyone's wearing like '80s stuff, and it's in a town that hasn't. Nothing has been. Do like you know, a remix, renovated.
1: like a remix of "Cry, Little Sister"? But it's like, I don't know, like some rap, a rap. <laughs>
2: like, like that. Yeah, yeah, like the like the Ghostbusters theme when they did the the all ladies uh, Ghostbusters.
1: Mm, it's funny because when I saw the trailer for that, and it was like dubstep Ghostbusters theme, you could feel the like audience just like saying no. Yep. Like, and it was yep. like. And at that time, I didn't want to be the guy to say like, "I really don't think this movie is gonna do well or be that good," because at the time it was very, it was it was champion. It was like you know, and I get it because it's like if Black Panther was when Black Panther was coming out, I was like, "This movie's gonna be great." It's like you can't say anything bad about it, blah blah blah. But if it had sucked, I would have been like, it, it, "It is what it, it is." Ghostbusters, yeah. two thousand sixteen, didn't work, and then with this new sequel it's a sequel yeah it's a sequel you know you got people that worked on that movie saying oh well i don't think it's right that they're they're doing this like they're just ignoring our thing but you know you guys had like 260 million to play with and that was what you guys came up with so it's time to go back to basics sometimes you
2: just gotta pull the plug and move on
1: yeah they said uh it's gonna be two guys and two girls like yeah, teens. teenage teenagers. And I yeah. was like, I'm with it. Maybe they're yeah. they're like grandkids or something. But it might be better if they're just like people who stumble upon this journey and like, you know. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, Twenty bucks says that one of the kids is from Stranger Things. I know you they're, said they're totally gonna grab Finn Wolfhard. You or said that
1: before, and like at first I was like, nah. But then the more I thought about it, like on the drive home, I was like, yeah, they probably are
2: they're probably they're gonna do it
1: but what if they get like the Dustin kid e-
2: either way the Dustin he would, kid he I might fit see. better he yeah. might fit better but they're gonna they're gonna like it's too easy to do when they're you know it's um ghostbusters is from the 80s stranger things is stret- are set in the 80s there's not that many mm-hmm. you know known talented uh, kid actors that are sort of in that, that as range. a as a nugget like if it was me
1: I probably would do something, like, in the third act where, like, they do something with the streams, right? Cross-universe thing, and then you kind of see, like, a portal, and it's, like, the female Ghostbusters doing their thing. But it's, like, a quick thing, like, blink if you miss it. Mm. And then you kind of can say, oh, well, they're in their own... And, and still, they live on. Blah, blah, I could, blah. I
2: could dig that. Yeah. I feel like the the trope of Ghostbusters is like you can't cross the streams. Never right. cross the streams mm-hmm. until we need to do it. Right. And then nothing really bad happens except for we beat the bad guy. <laughs> and so I would love to have like a cross the streams moment happen Damn. where there were consequences.
0: I would yeah like they need we to create, do it right
2: create sort of like a universe paradox or some sort of you know and then maybe you do have all the casts kind of in one place and everything is going haywire and then they all have to like you know That's what I was thinking when I Marvel saw the team up. the first uh, when I saw the 2016 one the credit said
1: Ghostbuster core and I was like hmm they're like making it a brand like yeah and I was like okay so they're definitely trying to cuz Marvel stuff is all the rage now, so you got to do, like, universes and stuff like that. And that's to movie studios' detriment. Like, you can't just replicate that formula and expect
2: to right, right. get
1: it to work. But, you know, as we'll talk about later in the podcast about these other movies and shows and stuff, it'll become more apparent why that's dangerous.
2: Yep. Yeah, <laughs> totally agree.
1: Uh, Let's see. The first piece of news, I guess we should get, like, the juice. Well, it's one of the juicy ones. Uh, the first trailer or the second trailer for, it. uh, Dark Phoenix has uh,
2: been released. Thoughts? I I liked it. It's been it's been a little while since uh I got like the trailer tinglies. Mm-hmm. You know, you're watching it and you're like, the the score is rising. You're like, oh, oh it this is, is a well made trailer. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. And yeah. so you know, and you know how I felt about like the Aquaman trailer and some of the yeah. other ones and stuff. We'll get <laughs> into, we'll really get into that. We'll it. get into that later. But, um, with this one, I was like, okay, like I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, I didn't see apocalypse. Um, fine. You I, miss anything. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like it, like I saw something I can't remember uh, vaguely, but I saw something that made me feel like it was related to the original X men movies, mm-hmm. which with, which I didn't like, mm-hmm. um, uh, that had that one actor, what was his name? um, James Marsden? No, nah, he I wasn't think. in the Apocalypse. He wasn't in there? No, nah, he okay. was in the Days of Future. Oh, uh, in the Days of Future. Okay, past. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought I saw him. I thought I saw, oh, uh, you, you know, like, all no. the... <laughs> you know, you remember from, like, the original, original, like, X2 and mm-hmm. and, um, and, all that. I thought I that was what they were doing. They were mm-hmm. doing, like, a, okay, now we're back in the present kind of situation. And so um, I kind of tuned out. But, uh, mm-hmm. but I really liked First Class, and I liked um, Days of Future Past, and so mm-hmm. I was excited to kind of see this cast. Mm-hmm back into it um, right and this might
1: be their last time like this incarnation as you know the x-men like because of the whole marvel fox thing going yeah. on yeah so yeah
2: i'm I, I i'm a little bit disappointed that this that we're not figuring out a way to solve our problems and get all these people into <laughs> the marvel universe I, I would just say just i think that would be something the fans want to see but just take james mcavoy and just
1: call it a day all right just take him and then I mean, what's his name? Uh, Michael Fassbender. He's a great Magneto, too. But I could kind of see him being like, I don't want to play in this kiddie sandbox. Y- y'all aren't going to make me do anything cool anymore. But James McAvoy, he's he's getting that chick. He's like, he's one of those guys that he's got to eat. He's- yeah.
2: I could I could see him kind of be in the bridge. You yeah. know what I mean? And and uh, I, I feel like, in especially in the Marvel Universe as it currently stands, I don't feel like Mar- Magneto would have a lot to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They would have to really reimagine Magneto. Like, I I would want to see like comic book Magneto where he's like, where he's like sixty or seventy or more like seventy, but he's like still kind of ripped. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but it's still cool. <laughs> 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 and then they probably would reimagine Professor X because you know they got to make it different, like they did with Homecoming. So I could mm. see Professor X show up in a wheelchair and it's like this black actor, and then everybody's like, "Oh, here, Professor X black," and I'd be like. And they'd be like, well, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm (laughs) X. And then people would be like, you know what? You're right. These two are inspired by those characters. It shouldn't matter. And then (laughs) if that happens, I'm going to be laughing. But I don't know if that would happen. It it might. I think it it might. might. Because if you want like a shake up, like something that say like, oh, this is different, but everything else stays the same. You just need to change those two, two dudes. I don't know who you would get to play professor x like
2: what black actor to me mm. is like oh well, we're going down a tangent now aren't we well that's the way uh, the podcast works man <laughs> like, so, who, who would okay professor x <laughs> oh man <laughs> Now you know, I feel like I feel like I would be remiss. Not this. This doesn't fit at all. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you're talking about like a prominent black actor taking any role, everyone says Idris Elba. I was thinking about it every time. There's like a a role mentioned. If it it doesn't matter who it is, it's like James Bond. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah. I just finished a book. I finished a sci-fi novel. Um, this book called Here and Now and Then. It's like a time travel thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, I finished the book. And at the very end, he was uh, the guy was like doing his acknowledgments, and he's like, "Oh, and thanks to the people who played this in the movie in my head as I wrote it." And it was oh, okay. Idris, Idris Elba. And I'm like, he's literally everywhere. Idris <laughs> Elba is like everybody. He's everywhere. He's everybody's um, dude. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm stuck seeing him as the, um, the boss, the temporary boss on the office. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. what was his, I can't remember his name, but, um, he's, he was like super, uh, intense mm-hmm. and like, didn't uh, want to put up with any of the shenanigans and everything. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I see him in my mind when we're talking about yeah, all his roles. I'm like, I don't know. Um, but uh, but go to the point on Professor X. I'm trying to think about who I could see. Ooh, I got one. Okay, hit me.
1: David Oyelowo, the dude from Selma. Hmm. Cause he's kind of like, he's respected and he's like not a big actor yet. He's an Oscar winning actor, but he's like kind of in the background. So he's not going to beat you over the head if he like, if he makes an appearance, no one's going to be like, Oh
2: yeah. It can't be, it can't be somebody like super, super prominent because then it's just going to steal the show. They're going to be too expensive for a minor role and stuff. Yeah. Yeah like they need that. they need the work they need the work
1: but they also are super talented that's the the blend you want to get like mm-hmm. they are desperately in need of a, <laughs> desperate. a chick.
2: they are desperately in need of uh of, of work
1: you got to be to yeah. work in the Marvel universe you got to you got to you got to need some chicks you know yeah <laughs> but that's a hard one to cast i wouldn't expect to 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 really nail that down but back to uh Dark Phoenix, like, yeah. my only gripe and my biggest gripe biggest gripe since, like, since Apocalypse has been, okay, you guys are just trying to do X-Men 3 again, but y'all are trying to do it right. But I was like, that's okay as long as you guys don't bring the same people, like, involve the same people. But the guy who directing this and the guy who wrote this, is the same person who wrote X Men three. So when I watch Dark Phoenix, it's the same story beats, but like he's just replaced a certain person in this event.
2: He's he's twisted it around. Yeah. Well what got me is the there's the scene that's like out in the cul-de-sac or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh here we are back (laughs) in the (laughs) cul-de-sac. Like Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like they we're out on the street in front of the houses and we're Right and we're having this confrontation, and I'm like, I distinctly remember this. Scene. It's very. <laughs> I, it, I don't want
1: to say it's iconic, but that part of X Men Three is very memorable, especially when you right. know the music crescendos and Professor X is getting like evac uh, evaporated. He's getting Thanos. Yeah, he's getting Thanos before and he's, Thanos was yeah, a thing. Yeah. yeah, and he's smiling. That to me in the theater, I was like, oh my god, like this is this is intense. It was yeah. it was cool, but now that I'm seeing this, I'm like, did no producer at any point just like look and be like guys and like point
2: it out and be like hey this is kind of this is a little little close and it feels
1: like an ego trip for the writer to redeem himself in a way because he's he's gotten hatred since 2006 for that movie and you know i get it the nerd community is very like intense if you mishandle Mm -hmm. things they love deeply Mm -hmm. and uh you know, it seems like he's focusing a lot on the, the Phoenix stuff, the Jean Grey stuff, which is great. I think that's awesome. But everything else around it is still same same beats. Like yeah. uh what else? What was another thing that I saw that I was like, uh oh, where uh I think it was uh it was one of the X Men is like talking to Professor X and he's like, I don't know what to do like <sighs> He's like, I've done... Like, his Professor X is obviously the guy who cyclops. did something. A
2: Cyclops. Cyclops is, like, yelling at him. Yeah, and he's,
1: like, the guy who... Or, so now it's one of the X-Men finds out Professor X did some really shady stuff to Jean Grey. And then they're going to have an ethical conversation about it, like Wolverine did with him in, you know. Yeah. In the, in, no, in I 3. see what
2: you mean. I see what you mean. There's definitely some similar story beats. Yeah, but the parts I did,
1: like, was, like... Uh, where I was like, "Oh, okay, so they're on a different level." Was when uh, he, uh, Magneto was like in front of uh, Gene, and she's like crunching his helmet.
2: Yeah, for me that was like finally because I feel like I feel like this—he's this, wearing a tinfoil hat basically um, for so much of like everything, just just the X Men in general. And I'm like, why isn't anybody at any point been like, look, simple strategy here? Let's try to crush the hat. And then if we get it, then Charles can do his thing. I mean, you know, the... and like, so so I was kind of like, finally someone. This isn't just like you know, it's not made out of adamantium or or um, or, or a gap shield made out of um, vibranium. vibranium. It's not adamantium not, or vibranium. vibranium. It's it's like just you know.
1: I don't know. I was laughing so hard because like I can already see in the theater I'm probably gonna laugh because he's kind of he's gonna come pretty prepared like oh, you can't read my mind. And then she's going to be like, you forgot. I, had- I can crush your hat and then <laughs> yeah, and I, can you just, t- I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're yeah. just looking stupid right now. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I like that. I mean, when I said earlier, like, I had like, the trailer tingly. like that, that kind of thing. And then, like, I like that all the – So um, I thought it was interesting that they um, they made this decision to be like, we don't really know what side she's on. Like right, she's, right, right. She's just crazy right now mm-hmm. because – um, they're all you know tied up or uh, chained up inside the train cars and then the oh, train's coming yeah, yeah. so i was like there's an opportunity for a pretty cool action sequence and mm-hmm. sort of like a um you know deep down she's there's like a bigger enemy. Right. Right. Oh, uh, like, Jessica
1: Chastain looking like some creepy albino. Oh yeah.
2: Um, that's yeah, that she's creepy.
1: That's um, what bugged me. They were like, yeah, she's going to be playing an alien. And I was like, I think you guys might've jumped the shark a little bit on the, uh, on the tone. Of this. Yeah. she. I,
2: I'm. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if that's like going to work way for the movie. Um, the only creepier woman I feel like available would have been, uh, Gosh, Kate Blanchett.
1: Oh, I thought you were gonna say a uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Oh
2: no, Helena Bonham Carter is like creepy, but in like a uh, entertaining gosh, way, like a like a cartoony way. Oh, or gotcha, something. gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. it's always like she's married to Tim Burton, so she's always in all the Tim Burton <laughs> movies, and and it's just like it's like cartoony creepy. So, yeah. Save for like Fight Club, but but Kate Blanchett is creepy in like a she could like be a, a vampire, really uncomfortable. Like if I encountered her just in life Mm -hmm. i i would be pretty reluctant she's like like a victorian vampire yeah i would be like pretty (laughs) creeped out Uh, she kind of terrifies me what if Um, she has a bubbly personality Though she may she may be i'm sure she's a delightful human being but for me i'm just like
1: nah we all have that one person one actor
2: we all have that one actor when she was in the lord of the rings i was like (laughs) Okay, I would be pretty tentative in this situation.
1: She seemed she didn't seem that bad in Lord of the Rings until she got all like demon possessed. That's what I'm saying. That was the yeah, only part I was, where I was I like, mean, like this
2: I this remember being a kid and being like, wow, this is this, too much. They really casted this well. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, uh, it's cool that they have like
1: beast on the opposite side, which makes like on the this the side that's like we should just kill her. Because I was like, that makes sense. Because you guys have spoiled that Mystique is gonna die, which I was like. Finally, because, what do you call it, uh, Jennifer Lawrence has been kind of just, like, she's been phoning it in for, like, two I movies. I was
2: gonna, I, those were my exact words. For like, I was like, she is totally phoning it she, in. Yeah,
1: I was like, I don't know how anybody, like, didn't see it, like, after first class. Like, after first
2: class, it was like, she was just, like,
1: very monotone. And
2: it wasn't really Even in anymore. the trailer, there's, like, she's, like, negotiating out in the street in the cul-de-sac scene that we're talking about. And, uh, and I'm just, like, I don't buy it.
1: And she's been complaining for years about how like, oh, I don't like the 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 costume because it's very constricting and it takes hours to put on. I'm like, yeah, but you signed up to play this character like you can suffer for four hours for like 30 days to play this role and then get your millions like, you know. And so when I watch the trailer, you see that her makeup has been reduced to just like her cheeks up Mm -hmm. and then she's wearing the X-Men suit. So now they just have to paint her her. Her hand blew and then that's it. And I was like, that's such a cheap cop out to (laughs) phone it in. Yeah. And I was like, and she might just be in the movie for like, you know, 20 minutes and then then they're going to kill her. Yeah. And if that's the case, then cool. And if she dies like a regular person death, then that would be that would give me the tingles because usually it's like, oh, you get like obliterated de or some crap like there that. There has to be some sort of,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But if
1: she just got, like, pushed with telekinesis and, like, hits her head on something hard and that's, that's it, it. Yeah. I would be like, oh, okay. So they're, like, they're staying grounded. And the director seems to be... He, he seems to really want that to uh, be the main vibe of this this one.
2: Well, there, like, I feel like the there's this story beat where it's, like, we have a problem and the like especially in like a superhero movie kind of situation but um i feel like it's really common you know we have like our hero and we're used to seeing our hero win and then there has to be the moment where okay like i think i got it i think i got it oh no i don't i don't Mm -hmm. have it you know right like something serious happens there's actually consequences for once and Mm -hmm. it's like oh no Mm -hmm. you know um like in spider-man homecoming he's swings in and is like being mouthy with the guys dressed as the avengers and the right. bank or whatever and then they throw a thing and they blow up you it's know like mr uh i can't remember the Delhi guy, yeah, the guy, guy. They, they, they blow up um deli yeah and he's like oh my gosh and then there's the and you know and then later there's like the reckoning with tony where he's like oh mm-hmm. you're just messing things up and mm-hmm. and so i feel like they're gonna do something where it's like okay well here come the x-men because we're the x-men and we yeah, can handle the situation <laughs> and we're gonna come in and like, don't worry, we can talk her down. And, like, let's all just use our powers and do our thing. And then maybe, maybe the death of Mystique is that that's the note you're, where it's like, whoa, we're really overmatched. In this I think situation.
1: you're, I think you're on the the right so. path. Cause I think uh, the director, he had mentioned, like, he was like, yeah, uh, Charles' journey right now, like, at the start of the movie is that he's like very, like, cocky because, like, people like the X Men now. So he's like more, like, he's more willing to like send the X-Men out on these missions like hey you're gonna make yeah. mutants everywhere look good if you do this so let's do this space mission and then they do the space mission and she gets Jean gets turned into yeah possessed by some alien right. force which doesn't make any sense cause I'm not gonna get super nerdy but in the last movie she already had the Phoenix stuff and so in this they're like oh you get possessed by this Phoenix force thing so now you have this this power that wants to take over you or something like that but then you have Jessica Chastain playing Magneto's role in explaining. men like an 3. encouraging alien yeah that's
2: just is gonna give you the nudge that yeah you need to- that's
1: like hey you should do this with your powers and yeah. then you know and then the whole schizophrenia thing I always am a sucker for that with bad guys with this the that aspect the mm-hmm. duality of like trying to like You know, how do you help somebody with that? But they're they have like superpowers and stuff like that. That to me is going to be like very emotional, especially if they like stay with the comic and you know kill Jean because that's like the only way that it usually ends is she dies and then she comes back and then she dies, she comes back. But it's like it seems like it's going to end on a somber note. Like the X-Men franchise is going to die. Yeah. It's, a e- it's either that note.
2: or I feel like they're going to do like, you know, in the first couple X-Men, right. It was like Jean was just this like low level telepath mm-hmm. with like a few minor powers kind of, right, thing. right. Um, and it was like, everything was being kind of kept at bay. And so the only way I see, see out of it is that they could do something where they managed to get her into that kind of state mm-hmm. where she can be kind of held at bay. And then they you mental know, blocks. Yeah. Right. They can put in something and, you know, mm. and, uh, if they're really desperate for the franchise to live on, they could do that. And then she could be there. And that's what is, um, makes it so interesting. Cause you know. I'm
1: sure Fox knows like what's on the horizon with this mm. Disney thing. So like, how brave are they to just like leave it open? Like to have like really no closure and be like, mm. yeah, there's more adventures to come. And then it's like, you know, we might get new mutants that might come out, uh, in theaters but right now it's not looking too good like they're like we might put it on hulu but uh but yeah i don't know this is gonna this is gonna be i'm I'm excited to see it i know a lot of people have been telling me like oh damn you're being too hard on this movie i i want to say i don't hate the movie i'm just saying i am cautious because of i I lived well like i said i mean overall
2: i i liked it i did you know it looks like it's going to be entertaining and have some interesting emotional notes and stuff and so um i'll probably see it you should watch apocalypse just to laugh yeah i feel like i I feel like now i need to i need to do my homework i
1: mean they got oscar isaac they were like yeah oscar isaac he's gonna be playing apocalypse and everybody was like Idris elba is like right there
2: Back to, back to Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah,
1: Idris, people were like Idris Elba or people were like it was Idris Elba or The Rock. People were like, You should get one of those two to play. The him. Rock. Yeah, because you know the Rock is like swole I like know, apocalypse. Still. You know, but uh, yeah. 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 It was one of those things. But Idris I mean you imagine
2: being like Idris Elba's agent? You're just like, What you want him to know? Idris
1: has been making some weird moves lately. Like I've been criticizing his 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 movie choices as of late, but he's starting to get on the right track. He's got a Netflix comedy coming out next month. Comedy, a comedy where he plays a down on his luck DJ who has to babysit his friend's daughter. But you know he like he he's playing a loser that looks like Idris Elba. And I was like, I don't know if I completely buy that, but
2: I yeah, I, I'm like I don't buy it. But I'm
1: okay. But but I like that he's implementing his like because he's a real DJ in real life, which is so weird. But that is weird. He's implementing that into his repertoire of
2: nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see that.
1: Yeah, when it <sighs> comes
2: out. Alright,
1: moving on. Now, this one you probably won't care about, but this one kind (laughs) of cuts me deep. This this cuts me. This hurts hurts maybe more so than the rumor that Henry Cavill was done as Superman, which is still not confirmed, but this is confirmed. Will Smith will not return as Deadshot in James Gunn Suicide Squad 2.
2: If a boat is sinking, you gotta. You gotta get off the boat.
1: But yeah, well, here's where here's where it got interesting. They said that they, they mutually agreed, you know, that you know, it was the right move to not be in this movie because of scheduling conflicts. And I checked Will Smith's like,
2: <laughs> check the the calendar. I checked his calendar. He does have like four or five movies that are he's, but scheduling conflicts are that's you usually, know, that's, that's code for yeah. I don't want to do it.
1: Yeah. And at first, I was like, I was like, this sounds like a lie. But I looked at his IMDb and I was like, this man, he is truly like, he's busy. He is really busy. And they pushed back Suicide Squad too. It was supposed to start shooting last August. But then they got really birds of prey, obsessed with the Harley Quinn stuff. And they were like, let's fast track this. And that kind of put Will Smith's schedule off because he, you know, made time for that. But now James Gunn is on, you know, after being, you know, exercised from, you know. uh Guardians. Guardians, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, which I'm glad that they found he, he landed safely somewhere else with the, where they would appreciate his, his stuff. But, James, come on, man. You,
2: you can't just get rid of Deja. <laughs> <laughs> but, he's going to have to. That's what I'm saying. You he get, get off to. the boat when it's sinking. I just did all signs point to... But I was about to say this. If you watch... The guard, or no, if you watch
1: uh, the Suicide Squad trailer, it's very Guardians of the Galaxy esque. You could tell that they were like, We should really replicate this, having like a good soundtrack, and like, you know, plastering it all over the trailers. And then the movie we got was kind of like, It wasn't that, yeah. but it was still entertaining, but it yeah. wasn't that. And now that they got the actual Guardians of the Galaxy guy who has, you know, reign to maybe go a little darker than he could go with the Marvel stuff. This could be kind of fun because it's really about just people that are expend. It's the Expendables, but cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they might
2: I, look. They, you know, I'll keep an open mind. They might do a good job. But this yeah. goes back to what I always say <laughs> with all the DC stuff, which is, you know, I feel like they need to figure out what their demographic is. You know, it, it's not kids. I feel like you know what I mean Suicide Squad. I don't like the that was the aesthetic m- and the characters and the outfits and everything. I just it's not accessible to the to the like kid demographic i agree and uh and so you know i i feel like there i don't i don't know what to expect here i mean the reason that guardians guardians was the only one that like i feel like flirted in the marvel franchise that like flirted with the edge of like yeah the jokes like the, ki- the kids you know yeah. what i mean like we're getting to the the fringes here a little bit it's mm-hmm. like the ki- the one that my you know my kids like they they're least into Mm -hmm. Um, although my daughter has my eight-year-old has a a crush on Chris Pratt so she'll watch (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy as much as I'll let her um So I'll have to share with you later the video of her crying because she found out he was marrying someone else. Aww. Um but uh wah, wah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna send that to Chris Pratt and see what he thinks. Um, <laughs> maybe he will send me a movie ticket or something. Yeah, but right. uh but in the meantime, so you know, they that's the one that they responded least to because it, it does it's like there's less characters that you can like dress up as and like mm-hmm. see yourself in and right. it's, it feels more adult. Mm-hmm. Um and so they were like, uh, you know, they kinda watch it. They like Groot. I think Groot's yeah good's cool. great of course rocket raccoon yeah. yeah and and rocket to a certain extent um but uh but yeah so i feel like with with Gar- i'm sorry with um suicide, suicide squad. squad i wonder you know if it's not going to be suffer that same kind of fate you know if was, we're kind of in this little i would just say just, pocket of confusion i would just
1: say just because i think dc right now is trying to do They've been quoted saying, like, we're the many worlds of DC. So they were trying to say, like, oh, like, each movie can be, like, its own pocket corner of this universe. Which, to me, I was like, okay, that's cool as long as y'all don't try to, like, have everything interconnected. Like, like people that are parents and stuff should know, like, okay, I don't have to watch this super dark Suicide Squad movie to watch the next Superman movie right, Or whatever right. You know like If kids can be like Oh I just wanna go see A Superman movie And then you can go see that And then not have to Cause right. I feel like With this last Super Suicide Squad movie It was like Right after Batman v Superman Which was Super dark But You know This was lighter Suicide Squad was lighter And so Parents felt like Oh well this is like More family friendly And to an extent It was But it still was It still felt very Adult Like Joker Is like this like
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, you, like, look, five minutes into the trailer, you've got, I, I, I don't remember her name, um, but you've got Harley Quinn, what, the actress, oh, yeah. you know, like, My taking her Robbie. shirt off and, and dangling from a, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The ceiling And, like, all the, it's just, you know, yeah. just like, she's fairly scantily clad, and you've got the Joker who's, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah like shirtless and jacked and looking at you know it just it, it it just gives you adult vibes from the minute that you watch the trailer and that's not necessarily a bad thing for the movie i'm just saying from like making it accessible to kids this has been my whole thing with dc from the beginning i was about to say they took us
1: <laughs> they took a swivel they took a hard they took a heart right when aquaman came out but i had a feeling aquaman was going to be the thing because aquaman has like that's like kids in general have a sense of of wonder about things like the ocean and sea creatures animals Mm -hmm. and you know the fantasy aspect and i felt like aquaman what it did successfully there are some things it didn't do successfully but like the biggest achievement was that it captured your imagination of like
2: Right. Well, and they, the the and they have the merchandising opportunities, merchandising. You know, the opportunity for the kids to kind it's of be an like, oh, okay, there's something in here." And I'm not yeah. saying, yeah, like, don't get me wrong, you know, they make every movie for kids, right, right. I just think, like, Supergirl the stuff. reason that Marvel is so successful is that they are able to create movies where, like, and everyone, like, my five-year-old and mm-hmm. my like seven-year-old, my nine, well, my, they're all birthdays, but like, mm-hmm. you know, five, seven, nine, like, all my kids can sit there and watch um, this movie and they're all into it, but I'm also enjoying it. And, right. And I, like the parent, am not like, oh, I gotta go sit through, you know, yeah, some pedestrian kids movie. That's not interesting. Mm-hmm. I can watch it and be as captivated and as, right. as interested. And there's like something in it for all of us.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I, and then my kids want to buy the t-shirts and I want to buy the t-shirts. Right, right? right. And we like, you, you want to buy all this like merchandise from it. And so I feel like they've like hit that perfect pocket. Whereas like DC, Man, it's, it's nice. like, it's like, we're, it's we're all super dark, which mm. means that my kids don't want to dress up at as mm. it, like they don't want to buy the stuff. They're not interested in the toys because mm. they just don't really right. respond to it in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's the point where I'm not sure if they should watch the movie because I'm like, is this really, you know, is this going to be too scary? Is it mm-hmm. going to be too, you know, too many adult themes, like whatever. I, I kind of have to like eyeball it every right. time. I, whereas Marvel, I'm like, oh, we just go to the movie. Boom. You know what I mean? We, we're in the theater. I'm waiting for them to so. turn. The,
1: I'm waiting for them to turn the tide a little bit on Marvel. I feel like they're like on the cusp of like trying to veer into like darker stuff, but like like Infinity War felt like they were flirting with it like a little bit, like where they were right. like, you know what, like you know death should be like a thing like
2: darker consequences and i think you can do that too and even have with the kids watching you can do some that character relief
1: but... or some some comedy relief goes yeah. a long way and i think yeah. the dc movies they didn't have comedy relief especially man of Steel and bvs and justice league uh but uh <laughs> yeah that movie's disgusting i hate that movie but <laughs> but what was i gonna say oh shazam that's like super yeah, close. Yeah. So See,
2: now we're getting now we're getting into the yeah.
1: That's that's so close to yeah. coming out. Totally,
2: totally. That feels more like where I feel like they need to be.
1: I was like, I was like, this is great, child. Or every kid wants to become a superhero. It just takes a little magic to bring it out. But if that's not no. the tagline, it should be. <laughs> it should be. Yeah. It should be. But uh, I'm excited for that movie. I hope it's good, Captain Marvel. That comes out next, or yeah, next week. I'm seeing a screening on Tuesday, I believe. If it's good, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be happy. But, you know, I'm sure you saw the Rotten Tomatoes issue thing that happened with
2: it. I, di- I didn't.
1: Some people, like, user reviews or something. Like, some people were trying to kill the movie before it came out. Like, they hadn't seen it. It was like what they tried to do with The Last Jedi. Uh, But, apparently, Disney talked to Warner Brothers about Rotten Tomatoes. And they were like, alright, well, we're taking away this feature. So, people can't do that anymore. And so... <laughs> now Captain Marvel will have to to deal with, you know, like actual I don't know, people actual people's opinions when it comes out, which mm. is the right way to go, but it's also like it's in a very weird place because everything relies on Captain Marvel's shoulders for everything afterwards to work. Mm. If if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it's got to be good. I mean, it has to succeed. Like if they it, mess it up, it's going to be it's going to make for a really messy phase four phase three wherever we're at
1: yeah because like ant-man and the wasps that was like you know mm-hmm. i saw it forgot about it but it was like it wasn't there wasn't a lot resting on like this movie has to be good after avengers infinity war right. it was just well,
2: i mean captain marvel is is marvel's answer to wonder woman phew, right it's like yeah it's like okay here's our positive female role model you know what i mean we want to mm-hmm. dominate halloween and we want to do- you know what i mean like, yeah we're, it's gonna be um, big yeah, yeah, we, we want to take it over. I mean, I, we were in the grocery store the other day, and all three of my kids saw, like, the you know, they have the magazine racks with all the tabloids, but then there's, like, the, you know, 40-page in-depth look at uh, Captain Marvel published by whoever, mm-hmm. you know, Glossy Photos and stuff like that, and all three kids were, like, sitting on the floor while we were checking out, like, mm-hmm. reading through the whole book and looking at all the characters, like, right. getting amped up. And, oh, yeah, and they got that um,
1: cat, that orange cat they've been promoting, and I'm like, Orange cats are about to get, they're, they're about to become like (laughs) some,
2: (laughs) some shelter somewhere. It's like, yeah, here we go. Yeah. They're like, we need
1: to get orange cats like now because, because people are going to start buying them and when they're cosplayers dressing as Captain Marvel, we're going to bring their cats.
2: Yep. Good. Well, I think, I mean, I think, so speaking to the, like the family thing, like I think that Captain Marvel is going to do it all because they're going to have the nostalgia from the nineties mm-hmm. and they're going to hit, you know, people like you and I and the heartstrings, strings like, Oh, blockbuster video, you know? <laughs> um, and then I think that, you know, it's the, um, the positive female role model, the like, you know, um, the, the fun of it and all that, that stuff. the only, that's the, Actually, the, I will say the only part that I'm like a little bit skeptical about is, you know, Brie, Brie Larson, mm-hmm. Brie Larson, um, she like, I don't know if she seems fun. And that's what concerns me. <laughs> no, 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 you know no, no, you, know? no. Like, you, you make a valid point because I think there
1: was a whole thing like uh, three weeks ago, someone was saying, or it was a whole internet thing where people were saying, oh, well, she doesn't smile. Right, and then that triggered so many people, so many people, and they were like, "No, actually, she does smile." So now all the the previews that you see of Captain Marvel, there's like a shot of her like smiling, smiling, exactly. yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Okay, so they got to sh- because you got to show a little had bit to of like it. kind of
2: course correct." Yeah, well, cool, because I think that's what's missing is like when you look at the trailers and stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't have like the typical comic relief kind of mm-hmm. stuff going on, and so um, that's like the characteristic of all of the Marvel movies is that it's like serious notes but then there's yeah you know something fun going on
1: yeah i think they're towing the line pretty well like they towed the line well with they towed the line well when it's like an important thing that you can't mess up like with black panther like the way they promoted it they didn't they didn't promote it the usual way you would see it they like took special care with how everything was like presented in the trailer and Captain Marvel they tried they took it really serious the first two trailers they were like you know uh see what makes her a hero you know and it showed her through like stages of her childhood growing up like getting up at each right, stage right, and i was right. like and i was like if i was a a a little girl or if i was a older woman i would be like that's a powerful image it was still a powerful image to me watching it cuz i was like i get that like that's what they're going for i hope it hits that that notes like I hope it's not just like a good trailer guy just like, you know, <laughs> composed all those shots yeah, making, and was making like making it making it fit yeah yeah because sometimes that's what happens it's like this is what we want to do and then the final product is like it just doesn't hit that note. yeah
2: When we know Marvel likes to put stuff in the trailer that doesn't end up in the movie
1: oh my god the, the last uh Infinity War trailer shot where they're like all running together in Wakanda mm-hmm. some people think that's like a shot from in-game like if it was the time
2: thing and all that yeah Yeah. yeah. i'm skeptical about it yeah we'll see yeah yeah
1: moving on this one can go by quickly because i i don't need to gloat anymore but aquaman (laughs) 2 that's coming in december 2022 i'm pretty i'm hurt that it's coming out that late but i understand james wan is like hey let's get the script right let's make sure that the script is good you know, and I was like, because that was one of my issues with the first one was that there were parts where I was like, this needed like, like just one more rewrite, you know. When I feel like, up.
2: I mean, do you think that any, any of that is buying time for DC to figure out like what we're doing? You know, like <laughs> Affleck's not Batman, Cavill's not Superman, Aquaman's the same. How do we, well, how the, do we figure out like our, our next phase of movies? Okay,
1: well next year they got Wonder Woman two thousand. Uh, whatever, Wonder Woman two thousand something, no Wonder Woman nineteen eighty nine. That's why I say two thousand. There it is. That's the third (laughs) movie. Uh, but then they have uh some other movie. I can't remember what the other movie was. But the Joker movies this year, the 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 Joaquin Phoenix one, and that's completely separate from all the other DC universe stuff. And the Batman thing is next year. Before... Or after Birds of Prey. Which is the Harley Quinn movie. So then they have a whole gap... You know, in 2000 and... Whatever. For the Batman movie. Mm -hmm. And then whatever is Or Suicide Squad 2 is supposed to come out after the Batman movie. It's all jumbled. It's all a mess. When I say it out loud. But to be honest... They've already started developing a spinoff of Aquaman. Called uh, The Trench. And this it sounds like a cool idea because you haven't seen aquaman yet but there's I these like I sea creatures these sea, like sea creatures that like are from the depths of the ocean called the trench and they're like they can only like they can only be in like darkness and stuff like that but they stay away from light but what if you did a movie and this is their pitch if you did a movie where it's just focused on the trench but people like some like explorers go like deep sea You know, exploring like a James Cameron horror movie type thing. (laughs) And then they start getting attacked by these, like, creatures. And then they're just like, well, what do we do? And it becomes like a survival horror movie underwater. Like, in the ocean, no one can hear you scream. And then at the end of the movie, Jason Moore in this, like, pimped out Aquaman outfit saves them. But you don't actually. Like, we as the audience know it was Aquaman. Like, we see, like, some type of orange blur or something do something cool. And that's it. But they they're just like, oh, you know, we did it, you know, we survived, you know, and then they can go because because to me that has always been the missing piece in the Marvel movies. Like I would love to see a Marvel story from like
2: the a regular person's, the regular persp- person's persp- perspective. Perspective. Like when, yeah. it, when I'm there for that. The one you're describing, I don't know. That, that is like, what I'm it like, ah, is. Ah, that is what it is. It's like so hey, it's like
1: they're underwater. They're like yeah. trying to f- figure out something. like that we've discovered. Maybe there might be a secret. Or, uh, civilization remains or whatever, and then they find some. They get, yeah, start to get I, picked yeah, off. It, it's just hey, a monster movie. It might
2: work. I mean, I I think one of the the strongest things that Marvel did. Um, I feel like I'm like a Marvel fan No, 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 I mean, no I I'm saying so many I positive it. things I love about Marvel. Marvel. I got to counterbalance it with something critical. that was great. Um, but the in you know, um, in Spider Man Homecoming when they're like you know um, Michael Keaton's character is literally born out of the consequences of prior right, right, movies, right. like very human mm-hmm. consequences of like his business getting mm-hmm. destroyed by all the, you know, and, yeah. um, and then he sort of becomes bad out of like financial necessity. Mm-hmm. I would love to see more movies that are about that. Like you know? the
1: ramifications like, of. This yeah, whole yeah, stuff. Yeah.
2: And there's been a few movies over the years. I feel like that have like touched on it, you know, but it, I feel like it's often from a perspective of like, you know, um, in Batman versus Superman, everyone's like hating on Superman because he's mm-hmm. done all the, you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to talk. I want like the very personal consequences of this big event. That was my main. Would be a really cool story. That was
1: my main gripe with B- BVS. I was like, the bad guy is obvious. It should be either Lex Luthor or like Metallo, like a, a, a severe victim of this whole, you know, uh, fight, epic fight. Like some guy. Like there was in the beginning of the movie. There's this guy who loses his legs uh in the superman fight or whatever he's like an innocent bystander and like when i first saw it i was like yeah he's definitely gonna be a bad guy like he's gonna give superman like a piece of his mind later but he ends up just blowing himself up in like the like 40 minutes later and i was like that's disappointing you know like it was like teed up perfectly yep but but yeah i agree with you i do think they should they should uh they need to find a balance, a, a balance of how to make these movies because they're doing they should do stuff Marvel isn't doing and Marvel isn't doing that. So that's something that can make them kind of different. If you do like a horror movie that no one knows is like an Aquaman related movie, if it's called The Trench, people just like, oh,
2: you see what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, no, I'm, I am just suddenly like wave of creativity. I'm like, what if you had a, a, a movie, mm-hmm. right? And it was set in Smallville. And, but it was from the perspective of like another character, Mm -hmm. like a, you know, like a a guy or something like that, that, um, is, you know, kind of loses out like Mm. with, you know, um, with Lana maybe to, Mm -hmm to Clark. I'm thinking of, I can't remember what his name was in the Smallville series, but there was like the football player. Oh no, not Pete. uh, Pete. There was the football player. Yeah. Whitney. Whitney. I I, hated Whitney. Yeah. Everybody hated Whitney. But I'm like, what if you had a show that was like (laughs) from a character like that's perspective, it was like a sympathetic take on like, and they, it becomes like all these weird things keep happening in town. And there's like, you know, very, like very real consequences to the damage of like Mm -hmm. the battles that like young Clark is having with these like, right. Yeah, you know, the freak of the week kind of thing, you know? And like, and basically is like a story about like, you know, this, this guy and his activities and like the things that have come from space to come find him. All of it is like destroying our hometown. Like this is where I've grown up. This is like I'm with you. where my family has been. And then it's like, you know, he's, he's trying to investigate and figure out who is doing this and, and what's, what's happening. And it's kind of like a, you know, I'm with you on that. Except like a young detective story. Or except
1: something. it should be somebody that we know. It should be like, Lex Luthor,
2: like oh, like Lex. Is it the should be it should yeah. be like
1: Lex, because f- to me, from Lex's perspective, it's just like yeah, he's a regular. Lex is like he should be embodied as human Superman, like he's the right. peak of what human beings should well, aspire his, to yeah, be.
2: Yeah, and what I liked in, I mean, in the original Smallville series is that they. They made they were buddies at right, first, right. and it was like him. It was Clark keeping his secret mm. and continuing to like undermine lying, certain lie, things lie. and lying and hiding and like all that that sort of eroded their friendship and made them enemies. And mm-hmm. so, but it would be really fun to see that kind of story, but completely from the flip. Like nah, Lex cool. is the main character. That'd be and cool. And it's like here's how he rises, and and you're you're kind of cool. rooting for him in certain ways. That would be pretty fun. Yeah,
1: because it could be like. You know, you can really get into his psyche, cause like when you think about it, like if someone like Superman existed, and then there was a guy like Lex Luthor who's like a billionaire who just hated him, you'd be like, you just hating on him for no reason, cause he's like, cause he's just more awesome than you. Like you're already awesome in your own right. You're you're a genius, and you you have billions of dollars. So it becomes a psychological thing where it's just like, can this person just not handle being like the the top of like what it is to be human, like I think Lex Luthor yeah. looks at Superman like that. Like, there's no way for me to get better.
2: Like he's a step above me, and yeah. I can't get there. I can't yeah, get there. No ladder. Yeah, no. I think I agree, but I think to your, like so to that point, like having a sympathetic Lex Luthor story would be kind of fun. Mm. It would be entertaining. I, I think. But who do you, so who do you get to play Lex though? I would just get the dude from Smallville, to be honest. <laughs> you get what now?
1: I get the dude from Smallville, Michael Rosenbaum. You get Michael
2: Rosenbaum again. He's the best actor.
1: <laughs> he's the best Lex Luthor actor. Yeah, he was a good. He I mean. Good. The two people I've liked that played Lex Luthor were him, Michael Rosenbaum, and the guy from Lois and Clark, that really old Superman live-action mm-hmm. show, because he was very, like, he was very Machiavellian and just rich. Mm-hmm. He seemed really rich. Yeah, he and wasn't he, like Kevin Spacey. Yeah, he wasn't like, he was like Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. He he had money, he was very affluent, and, and he was, like, he was smart, and he was doing things to, like, risk his life to get some adrenaline, because basically, in that show, he looked at Superman, like, finally somebody i can have some fun with like to make a challenge for me because he'd beaten everything he'd he'd, mm-hmm. he'd he'd climb mount everest so like superman was like his mount everest in that show right and so i was like that would yeah, be yeah michael really rosenberg
2: cool. i just don't know that i don't think they would do it they wouldn't do it they only because didn't. the TV because show is so prominent. Show, yeah, they would. One, well, it would feel like we were going back and retelling the same stories.
1: But I would just say, hey, just just change his backstory a little bit. Just change it so that Clark and Superman don't, or Clark and Lex don't know each other. They're not friends. They were never friends. It's just Lex has been.
2: What about uh, what about Rami Malik?
1: He's too creepy. He's too
2: he's too creepy to be. He's too cre- He's got those huge yeah. eyes, and you know, yeah. He, yeah. he's. <laughs> yeah, I guess he would. He would be a, maybe a good Lex in a different style of story, he, but not a sympathetic yeah, one. Yeah, he
1: would be the cerebral Lex Luthor. Like mm-hmm. the one that's like kind of like on the spectrum. Like people like don't understand him. Because that's what they try to do with Jesse Eisenberg's Jesse Eisenberg, Lex. Oh but he gosh. they they tilted too far it went, to the left. It
2: went too it went too weird. Yeah. I was yeah. like
1: you should have just stayed in the social network. He was too he spectrum. was too jokery as yeah. as Lex. Yeah.
2: As being too like Yeah. Too far gone. Yeah. So yeah. So I'll have to think about this. It's I really hard. Will. Yeah. It's I mean who do you cast?
1: If it's like a new dude, Boris Cujo. I don't know. I know, I, know I know you don't know who he is, but if you look him up, he looks exactly like Lex Luthor from like the Justice League animated series, and he's like starting to get some respect in the acting world. He's kind of paid his dues. I would have cast a dude from Titanic. Not uh, not Leo, but the, the
2: Rose's husband.
1: What was his name?
2: I see his face. Someone is... Someone somewhere is yelling at us. Yeah, so they're like, we always, you, <laughs> they're how like, do you guy, not know his name? Oh, my gosh. He was uh, the Phantom. Yes. That guy. That guy.
1: And he's, because he had that very, like, I think I think the animators d- designed like He could Luthor. use the paycheck. He could use the paycheck, and you he's know? naturally bald, and he's, like, he used to be, like, one of the, like, world's top models, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s,
2: and, like... What is his name? Oh, it's going to bug <laughs> me now. I mean, I can look right. it up. Yeah, you don't need to look it up. I'll um, look it up.
1: All right. Well, I mean, we, uh, we
2: failed to we failed to uh to remember it. So, yeah. that's okay.
1: So, I think in uh, other news, we got Mattel and MGM partnering for a movie based on the Viewmaster classic toy. I just put this on the list because I don't really understand how you can make a movie off of that.
2: Why why are we making so many toy movies? I mean, really like this is like, I I don't want to get on a rant here, but like, okay. So the Lego movie successful, funny. My kids loved it. Mm -hmm. Like right on Lego movie. Yeah. Um, And then we saw the trailer for like the, it was like the Playmobil movie. mm -hmm. And I was like, Okay, Playmobil. Like yeah. nobody want nobody wanted to say this to you, but nobody really likes Playmobil. Like, yeah. like we—that's the kind of stuff you get at yard sales. When, <laughs> no, you're you right. Know what I mean, because Legos are really expensive. You know, and like mm-hmm. that's how you end up with Playmobil stuff. Yep. Um, and so, Viewmaster making a movie. I just feel like it's—it's it's like there's um, board game movies, right? We're doing Jumanji. We've got the Lego movie. We've got Playmobil. It's like what other like toy can we riff off of and mm-hmm. make? some sort of story surrounding that. Right. Um, there's always been Barbie stuff out there and I know it's, it's a movie coming Mattel. Right. (laughs) Um, but I feel like Mattel is like, well, what else do we have besides like the occasional reference in toy story and then the Barbie franchise. Right.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand this one. Like, like, All the other ones that you mentioned, I was like, I kind of like if I squint my eyes hard enough, I can kind of see something. But Mattel, I'm like, you really have to come up with like a really cool concept for this. Oh, it's
2: gonna be it's I know it's gonna be it's gonna be like you yeah you go into a certain world and every Mm -hmm. time you click the viewmaster, it takes you as a portal into Mm -hmm. the thing. It's gonna have to be something like that. or or it's dark and it's like brainwashing Mm. the viewmaster brainwashes your kid and they stab you or something oh wow Zack snyder over here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just went in a really dark direction
1: are you in the Zack snydery direction yep where is that man i sometimes wonder about him i'm like i hope he's doing good
2: <laughs> he's okay he's, he's got he's got enough money to retire on he'll
1: bounce back i'm like i just want yeah. him to succeed i want people who like have a, a nosedive in hollywood sometimes I want them to like come back stronger than ever.
2: I feel like there are enough like like war stories and and like ancient history kind of stuff that like he needs to go back to that kind of Oh, thing. for sure. Like but, he needs to get out of superheroes and go to like back but I feel like know, it's part of him though. It's gray, like in his soul. They didn't yeah.
1: they didn't give him the completion he needed. If they had given it to him and just left him alone, he would have just left willingly. But I feel like now he's just like it's like like the it's, like, the ex that he didn't get closure with, so he's, like, kind of still, like, searching her Facebook feed. <laughs> it trying. sounds creepy. Yeah, It sounds creepy. It sounds super creepy. But, but, but like, I'm looking at, like, his Vero, and he's always posting, like, these new pictures of, like, never-before-seen footage of, like, just his version of Justice League. And I'm, like, oh, that's so cool. But I'm, like, why are you bringing up this old stuff? Because it's, it's, hurting, it's hurting me. Like, I'm, like, this looks way cooler, but... That's a tangent. Sorry, (laughs) that is a tangent. Yeah, it's a tangent. But uh, this Mattel thing—they're making a Hot Wheels live-action movie as well. So I thought that was interesting because that's kind of like a speed racer type thing. I could kind of see a Hot Wheels movie being cool, like the the track changes, you know, and it's like life or death situation, you know, like you got a character that just needs to. I'm Kill not. Be- I'm not betting on that one. That could be kind of cool. I'm not cool. betting on that one. Like I, Ready Player One, you know that like that that race sequence. But, oh yeah, but, like, that was a whole, cool movie. No, oh,
2: that was an awesome race sequence. I just think I, I think that's one where they're going to force the issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're going to try really hard to make it cool, and it's going to end up turning out like you know that movie Monster Trucks. Ah, uh. it was monsters and trucks. And yeah. it's, it's just it's going to be clearly like, the super brainchild campy of an executive. And, <laughs> yeah, my kids will want it. My son will want to see it. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know compared to earlier when I was talking about the, the Marvel movies and how it's like, oh, there's something for the adults. It's going to be, no, there's not anything for the. I'm going to veg out and stare at the ceiling. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to look up. And wonder where everything is on. I'm just going to look up. Yeah, I'm just going to sit there and be like, uh. So. <laughs> All right. Yep, yep. Moving
1: on. Detective Pikachu. The new trailer was released for that. Uh,
2: thoughts? <laughs> Um, I don't know if I'm late on this. I know there was some controversy about Pikachu talking. Oh, yeah, is yeah, that, yeah, I don't know if that's still going on. Yeah, some people thought it should be voiced by Danny DeVito, which I was like, that's, that would be kind of interesting. That would be interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we're all kind of used to Ryan Reynolds mouthing off at this point. Um, yeah, for me, I, I don't know how a movie the movie would have worked if it, if he was just like, pika, pika. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't work at time. All. It would have been yeah. like, what is it, boy? It would have felt too, yeah. like, Lassie or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I can't see that. Um, I for me it, it it looks fun. I I was never like wildly into Pokemon mm-hmm. uh, even as a Same kid. It. I mean I kind of like I knew of it. Um, mm-hmm. Had some cards or whatever at one point, but never really got heavily into it. Mm-hmm. My kids really like it. Although again they don't play the card game. They just think like the shows and the stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like the stuffed animals and things. So when I showed them the trailer, they were like. Mm-hmm whoa, oh, he's talking, oh, this is cool, you know, and they really, really want to see it bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this trailer, it's like you get the payoff of, like, we're literally going to try to shove as many Pokemon into this trailer as humanly possible. Seriously, yeah. Um, like, every, we're going to check every box so mm-hmm. that you're, like, all of your favorites are in here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was less like, you know, you don't get the whole, like, long mime scene. You don't get all these other, like, clips that... Uh, right. It's, like, all about... We're just trying to show you that this entire world has lots of Pokemon, and we're gonna we're gonna hit all the the story points that you need us to mm-hmm. to feel good as a Pokemon fan. Like was, there's there's a gym, we're definitely gonna do the gym thing, and then we're gonna be over here. I was we're like Mewtwo at the end. You know? Oh yeah,
1: that was what sold a lot of people. Like like somebody like me, I don't really care that much about Pokemon, but Mewtwo, I do have a special place in my heart for that character because like. Back in the day, like, when people were trading cards or watching the show or the movie, Mewtwo was just, he was just cool. Because he was, like, the, like, any character that was kind of, like, a dark character in a otherwise light thing mm-hmm. was, like, all the rage.
2: Well, that was the one you couldn't get. That was the card you couldn't get. It was the
1: get. one you couldn't get. It's just, like, Power Rangers when, like, Green Ranger shows up. He's, like, the guy that, like, kind of sets everything off tilt. You're, like, oh, he's he's cool. He's the coolest. So, Mewtwo, to me, was is, is cool. And I, they had my money. They, they got my money already, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I do like, uh, what I've seen so far of, uh, Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu, the way they've written them. He, sounds entertaining. At first, when I heard that they were making a Detective Pikachu movie, I was like, uh, you know, do they really need to do this? Like, you could just do a regular Pokemon story where it's, like, the guy that's, like, he wants to be the best Pokemon master, but then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, in 2002, PETA, they shut that whole movie down because they were like well this is kind of endorsing animal cruelty and stuff and i was like at the time i, I think i was upset about that but now that i can think about well, it well. yeah yeah and now that now that i kind of think about it i was like yeah pokemon is a little problematic but it's fantasy it's like a fantasy like, thing. Fake. they are um, fake but like, you know some people were like but right. like it endorses like 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 capturing animals yeah. and like just Talk using, fighting or using something them to or fight some, yeah. and I was like some dog okay. fighting, yeah. like I was like they need to touch on that in a Pokemon movie like have the bad one of the bad guys like Mewtwo well even though he's not a bad guy he's kind of an anti-hero but have him be like yeah you're just enslaving these animals and then making them fight each other you know
2: and then Kinda get- I think we're gonna get that. We're gonna get that note in the story. They like shoot. that's definitely gonna happen. You got. You got. There's no. There's way. definitely gonna be like a like. Oh, the different. There's gonna be like a moment where I don't. The main character is gonna say something like. You know the difference between me and you is that yeah, yeah. you know, like I care about my Pokemon, or yeah. so, you know, like he's more than more than just a Pokemon to me. He's my friend. Yeah, and, yeah. And Pika, Pika, you know, and they're gonna like you know have this little exchange like that. <laughs> that is gonna happen in the story. Yeah, I hope so. Right it, was, it
1: was funny because one of my friends is like dead set that this movie is gonna be the biggest movie of the year, and I'm like, no way,
2: no. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. I mean, but, but, the merchandising from Pokemon is insane. It's insane. And, yeah. it's not, and and they haven't had like a. TV show that's like on right now mm-hmm. for like a long time. Yeah. Um, my kids know all about it and know can recite half of the names mm-hmm. and they don't have, I mean, we don't like collect the cards heavily right. or anything like that. So no, I think it's going to be big. And I also think that this is their way of like launching the universe. I think yeah, it, people are going to be so into like, Oh, I didn't get to see enough of insert Pokemon name here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to see another movie where they're in there. And then, then they can do the arc where it's like, well, we've established that there's this universe and here's the different players. And, mm-hmm. and then it will be maybe less Pikachu centric, mm-hmm. you know, he's introduced the oh, sure. whole thing. And then they can have like, okay, well now there's this character who wants to be a Pokemon master. And then there's this one who just is like tired of living in a world where there's just, you know, Pokemon that's what people want to see, you know, it's like, yeah, it'll be more like, what is, what would the world look like if there were Pokemon running around everywhere? yeah um, i think that is what it's gonna launch like a, a series of movies and they've made a smart call not
1: making it too realistic like it still looks like pokemon like it's still mm-hmm. like every pokemon still looks like their counterpart they just add like realistic fur to it and then right. you're like okay cool like it it, it doesn't it doesn't you're not yeah, like, they gross. Didn't try to look
2: to them make them look like like animals that we would yeah. be used to seeing yeah because yeah. like the
1: upcoming uh, sonic movie that's facing that challenge right now because they you know realize when you translate sonic to live action some things might look weird so he doesn't have one eyeball anymore he's got two eyes he's got two eyes now and then he's got knees and then he's got you know he's he's, got, he's like he's not muscular but he's lean and so his whole design like is like secluded like they have put a poster up but you don't see his Because they're trying to figure out what the heck he looks like. He can't look like a hedgehog. You know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, so like the rules, like you kind of have to either ignore certain things in reality to make these movies work like they did with this Pokemon movie, or you just try to like bring it down to, you know, basics.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Well, in this, I mean, if they had made them all look like animals, you know, and, and hadn't like left them basically as like semi CGI versions of their like mm-hmm. cartoony counterparts, mm-hmm. and I feel like the kids would not have recognized them. Yeah, and been like oh, you know, if they tried to make Pikachu look a little more like a rat or something, you yeah, know, it would have been like euh, rodent curse. or something. They would have it would have been like, what is this? Yeah, and so yeah, so it's, yeah, it's I think um, smart
1: move with them. Smart yeah, yeah. move, Warner Brothers. Smart move, Legendary. They got yeah. some big plans for like the anime stuff. I'm not a big anime person, but I know.
2: The, a lot of people... The masses I mean, are... Well, but like, okay, look. If they told you... If I, I told you tomorrow that there was a Dragon Ball Z live-action movie coming out... I'd be there. Open right. <laughs> I'd be there opening day. I'd be like, when do I... When are tickets You'd going be like, on? you take so? my money.
1: Yeah. You know? um, it's coming. That's definitely gonna happen. Yeah, it's at some coming point. back. I was like, that's the cash cow right there. But Pokemon yeah. is like... This is this is yeah. testing the waters, and then yeah.
2: some, you know Warner Brothers or somebody's gonna scoop that up and be yeah. like, "Here we go." Yeah,
1: people don't believe me when I say it. I'm like, "This is just the beginning." Like, yep. But yeah,
2: you can't you can't just do one off movies anymore. You got to build a whole world in a franchise. It's just like you open the box, yeah, right. one sci fi book, right? Like they you true. Want, they got they want a series of three or five or seven. What or, are some
1: franchise movies that, or what were movies that started as like the beginning of a story that never got finished, like in movies? Mm. I can think of like a couple movies that started as the beginning
2: of a story that never got finished. Yeah, like this is the the first installment of the saga. I mean, up until a couple of years ago, that was Unbreakable. Oh, um, that's right. And then Unbreakable, it was like okay. I don't
1: feel like Unbreakable was meant to be three movies. I just feel like Unbreakable yeah. was so good that people were like, "Make a mm-hmm. sequel," and he was like, "Uh, yeah." And then he finally. I'm did. trying to
2: think of like what movies without the sequel payoff. Like they definitely were clear, you know, trying to. Uh up.
1: Jumper. Jumper,
2: yeah. I wanted Ugh. to see a sequel to that so bad. Even though it's yeah. so juvenile, but it it just Jumper and Looper for me are in the same category. Yeah, yeah, they they fit. Yeah, they they both fit together. Pretty like, well. Oh, this could be cool. And then I saw it and was like, Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Johnson. You know what I mean? Don't get me started on him. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. there was what, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh the last airbender movie. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh, th- based on that book, uh, Divergent. I think you got like two, sequ- like one
2: sequel. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to Divergent? Like Divergent and like the Maze Runner. They did all Maze these, Runner Club finished off. Yeah, they were they, like they 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 finished it out, but like limped to the finish line. It it was Divergent was supposed <laughs> to be like the new Hunger Games, and then it was it, so it just, funny, just completely.
1: Like I didn't mind the first Divergent, but I, it was like they did it. This they went the safest route with the the material that they were given. And then when Insurgent came out, it was like, and eh, we don't really care that much about it. And then the last one that was supposed to come out, uh, because the last movie made like less than the first one, they were like, "All right, well, we're gonna make it a TV movie." And everybody that was in the cast was like, nah. "No," <laughs> they're like, "We're not doing a TV movie." So they like, you know, got out of their contract somehow, and the uh, stars was like, "Okay, well, we'll just pick like a, a TV show of Divergent." And so that's, like, the next stage. But I'm not going to get stars to watch a diversion. It makes no sense. Mm-mm. Like, it's a CW show at best. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's totally it's, a CW it's w- show. It's perfect for CW. So I'm trying to think of another thing that fell on his face, like, hard. Because people were like, eh, you're just trying to pitch me on, like, a cooler thing. Because usually that's how it goes. The first movie's not really that good. But the the the, the concept presented at the end of the first thing is like, mm-hmm. all right you get me like I'm will I'm willing to wait for the next. Oh one. yeah.
2: I hate, I hate sequel bait like that. I mean, I, I just finished a, I know we're not talking about books, but I, I just finished a book called war cross, which is probably coming to a theater near you mm. before long that someone will pick up the rights. You probably could look it up and they're probably sure. already bought. Um, but it's like, you know, this, um, it's about this, this young woman that, um, lives in this world where there's these glasses that, where you have this neuro link, Um, And it's kind of like AR Mm kind of situation. Like it can go full VR, but then it can can also just add elements to your surroundings and you can um, turn it into VR where you can walk around by like doing different things, like curl your toes and you can start to walk and and then then you can be fully immersed or it can, like I said, it can just enhance your surroundings. And um, there's this game war cross where you, you know, it's kind of like a battle game. Like you're not really in vr but you're you're there but you can you know um, mm. battle each other and it's all about trying to get this artifact that hovers over somebody's head and right and stuff so anyway the whole first book i feel like i'm going to trash this book and i feel bad now but um <laughs> the whole first book you know it's it's interesting and and um if you're interested in ar and vr i recommend it because you're just like oh these are interesting ways to think about ar and vr mm-hmm. but beyond that like shamelessly at the end of the book, it's just total setup for the next book. Like, like just, you can smell there's it. It's not an ending. You know what I mean? So, like, so,
1: so I think uh, the line is if it's, if it's, if the story is good and clo- and gives you closure, but still leaves it open for a sequel, that's okay. That's, if, that's good. But if, that's if it doesn't fine. give you closure and says, right. Hey, it sequel. has to be
2: its own story mm. within this larger, like to the point where you're like, I love these characters mm. and this world that you've built. And now I want to learn more about it and read it. Right read further right Mm. um but when it's just like okay well we didn't really resolve anything here Mm -hmm. there's no resolution there's no like real climax to the story it's just like well some stuff happened and then now we have bigger issues Mm -hmm. and then you're like end of book that to me is like the publisher read your first manuscript and was like we're gonna chop this up into three books and we're gonna make three (laughs) times as much money that's like the perfect voice for somebody that's like plotting this yep like we're, <laughs> we're done. We're not doing, you know I kinda If we publish this whole thing, no one's gonna read it, sweetheart. I could
1: kinda see <laughs> Oh my gosh. I could kinda see that with the. Uh, <laughs> what was the movie? I had it at the tip of my it was at the forefront of my mind. I was like, This is obviously great. Reach bait. for it. Ah! Search,
2: search your feelings.
1: Yeah, I was like, What is it? Uh I can't I can't think of it. I can't remember it right now. But there's so many movies that, that do that, and it's just like, you know, most of the time it works. Most yep. of the time. But when it's like the teen drama or teen book-based ones, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is what it was. Uh, uh the uh, Beautiful Creatures. Beautiful Creatures. That's what idea, it was. Yeah. Okay, so I saw that movie in 2013, it might have been. I might be wrong in the timing. But... Uh, it was very hyped up. Everybody was saying the books are so great that this movie is going to be the next like twilight or, you know, whatever, you know, and supernatural stuff is, is popping as a genre. It just, mm-hmm. it, it, oh, yeah. it's just bread and butter. Like it just, something about it just sells. Always. And so I saw that movie and I was like, this is the book you guys were talking about. Like, but then at the end of the movie, something happens, and I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. Like, I would like to see... But, like, is there enough of a hook for you to be like,
2: okay, all right, I'll I'll bite, I'll watch it, I'll do the next thing. But that's
1: what made that movie fall on his head, was that everything before that was not solid. Like, the payoff to whatever that, like, twist was in the movie wasn't solid, and the world-building was just weak. Like, I think movies can kind of expose if the source material is, like, well-rounded, if that makes sense. Like, you you could get a bad director to direct, like, a Harry Potter... Like, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone... But if he just did it based on the book, it would still be good. It probably would still be good. Like, the writer would still write the beats and stuff like that. And you might miss a couple of things like the characters' banter and stuff like that and all that. But, you know, the world is pretty interesting. Of Harry Potter, is pretty accessible. You can, oh, yeah. you can be like, oh, I want to know this. But then, you know, the new stuff, Fantastic Beasts, it's like, she doesn't know where she wants to go. So.
2: Well, they're just given into the the pressures of like you have to have a universe, you have to have a universe, and then oh, the Wizarding World. I yep. was like, come on, guys, like don't. I'm 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 waiting for the moment where there's the collision between that and <laughs> like the harry potters as we know it right there's got to be some there's going to be some scenes or we're going to see somebody this is all just they're going to time travel or something we're going to see lebron when he's old or something there's going to be some sort of little nugget like that
1: i was just saying the fantastic beast movies all they are are just fillers to wait for uh the the original cast to grow the exact same age as their counterparts in the at the end of uh, a deathly hallows part two because mm-hmm. they definitely are going to revisit those characters with like the cursed child or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's like begging for a thing because that's a time travel movie. Except you have the kids of those characters doing oh, yeah. that and going back and changing time. And Voldemort does end up killing Harry and stuff like that. And then you're like, oh, I messed up the timeline and got to go back. I'm like, that's cool. That that could be a cool movie. But I don't want to have to get to through all of the stuff that I don't care about to get to that movie. Because they had me with the Fantastic Beasts 2 when they were like, hey, Dumbledore is going to be in this and he's going to be like young and kind of cool and spry. And I was like, you got Jude Law? I was like, this is perfect. Perfect casting. Other than like Ewan McGregor, which that was my top pick for Dumbledore. But I can see why they couldn't do him. I understand Mm -hmm. why. But Jude Law... Saw, saw him, he was only in the movie for like 13 minutes, I felt a little bit gypped And at the end of the, or the whole movie He's like, yeah, I gotta fight Grindelwald and stuff like that Cause everybody's saying how like cool he is Like, you're the only one that can take him And he's like, oh, but I need to get this like thing to beat him And then at the end of the movie They get the thing and he's like We just might be able to beat Grindelwald With this, and then That's the end of the movie I was like, so you're just telling me This whole movie you bumped up you pumped up Dumbledore, and so now you want me to like sit through willingly sit through and a and third a movie? And, yeah, yeah. Where they might not even fight. They might because because he just said we, we we can we might find a way to break this thing, and so I'm like the whole movie they might be breaking trying to break the thing and then break it at the end of that movie and then like and then he's like I'm ready to fight him mm-hmm. and then
2: that's four. Uh, I mean, to be honest, that's how I felt in the Harry Potter story when they were trying to hunt Horcruxes. But that was like in the books and in the movies. I was like, "How many do we have?" That left? was one movie, though. That I was one. Know, I know. Yeah, it was. But one I'm movie. just. I remember being like, "Okay." A little tedious. Like, what do we got? We got. It two? was tedious. We got two now. Yeah. <laughs> how many we got? Five now. He's to seven. Parts? I will say. You know,
1: like, I will say that storyline was pretty tedious, and I'm a, and I'm. I won't badmouth Harry Potter all the way, but that was one of the weakest parts about Deathly Hallows mm-hmm. to me. But I did like how they, you know, matured. Like how the cinematography kind of changed. It started to get
2: more yeah, handheld. Yeah. You know, like oh no, the movies are great. Don't get me wrong. We, lo- we love the movies in my household, but the uh, yeah, that that's just the part where I'm like, okay, like whatever. we're getting a little tedious. Yeah, let's <laughs> keep rolling. Move it
1: along. All right, next one. Uh, Bond Twenty Five. Uh, Rami. I I, mean, I don't. I never know if I'm saying his name right. Uh, Rami Malik is in final <laughs> negotiations to play. The villain in James Bond, and he's gonna and his villain is described as being blind, oh he's blind yeah, and I was like that's oh, perfect because he's got these huge expressive eyes he could be super wide yeah and, and imagine his, yeah, his eyes be white and he just stares off and he says monotone things to James Bond like you know welcome James, do you like my party <laughs> But he's blind, and then he's just like, and you know, James could say something very like smart, and then he's, and then you know, the bad guy could be like, you know, even a blind man could see. (laughs) That's how it's gonna be.
2: I don't know. I'm like, well, how can a blind man be threatening? And he's probably not gonna be
1: blind. I bet you he's probably gonna have like some type of, he's gonna have some type of modifications to his eyes that allow him to see certain things, but it makes him look like he's blind. But he could be really blind. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just feel like there's
2: going to be something where he's got some sort of technology that allows him to get into the internet. Or yeah, because that's the only way that I, you know, he would be like threatening them. You know, Honestly, like- I didn't
1: even think uh, Daniel. Uh, What's his name? Daniel Craig was coming back to do another one because Spectre was so, eh, was so bleh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he is apparently Yeah he's coming back Cause he cause After Spectre They were like Are you gonna come back And do another And he was like I'd rather slit my wrists And I was like A extreme <laughs> You can just say no or He does I'm, this every time Yeah he's like Yeah And he's like I'm old now And I'm like Dude you're like 50 something That to me Is not an old guy Especially if you're like in shape, But I understand it is harder to stay physically fit at somewhere, that
2: age. Somewhere Pierce Brosnan is like, I'll do it. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh. oh, here I am. After
1: he was unceremoniously kicked off without, like, a phone call or anything. Yeah. That that hurts. Yeah. That hurt me. Was, I'm telling
2: you, somewhere he's like, I'll do it. I'll do old James Bond. I'll do the Logan of James Bonds. Why haven't they done a Logan of James Bond? I don't know. You know how
1: cool that could be? That would be really cool. But, like, he doesn't get women anymore, like, because he's so old, but he's still got the mind. Like, that's still there. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we are just like,
2: you're <laughs> old. Oh, I would love to see. Because there's this temptation would be to like make him like he settled down. But I would love to nah. see him like he didn't settle down. Never grew he up. He doesn't know what to do with himself. He's mm-hmm. like at the dog racing track. and mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's mm-hmm. just sort of like, you know. That would be interesting. Like he's been replaced. And, and then it's like, we need you for one last rodeo kind of thing. That would be kind of funny. And that would be pretty cool.
1: You know, and he's like kind of like, he's not as spry as he yeah. once was. And maybe he's got liver. Liver damage, you know he can't order like you know, whatever he usually orders, shaken that, stirred. Yeah, you know
2: well, you you can you can imagine a scene where he and I in my mind this is Pierce Brosnan, mm-hmm. um would so because I grew up with Pierce Brosnan, same, James same. So like in my mind it's like Pierce Brosnan and he like walks up to the bar and he sees like Money Penny, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or some someone someone familiar, right? Mm-hmm. Um and uh, like Bond girl situation, but she's old too or whatever, and he like goes up and um and the bartender kind of recognizes him and it's just like oh a martini shaken not stirred right mm-hmm. and he's just like actually i'll have a cranberry juice or something yeah, and yeah, she yeah. just kind of like the woman kind of gives him an trailer eyebrow, moment like, yeah you know what i mean like really and he just kind of looks at her and is just like eh. <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean it's like, <laughs> he's just like i'm old you know <laughs> it's what it is you know
1: that's interesting to me like how they never really give characters like that chance a chance to grow you know like I could kind of see James Bond in a family thing but it would be even it's it's interesting if you put him in a family environment like say he's got like a kid and a wife but he's like a part of him is just like I miss the danger mm-hmm. you know and
2: But see I feel I don't know like for me that's like die hard like we've done oh, we've point. done the like you were away my whole life like the storyline where it's like the grown son who's like oh well, I'm saying old like old, no yeah, like yeah. little
1: kid like a little yeah. like he now has this new responsibility of like yeah you have to be around for this kid to grow up and stuff like that and he's just like oh it's kind of yeah. it's kind of a downer on my like actual because he's kind of cold like he's kind of got a cold exterior as well yeah. as interior so i i just don't see him with a family i just
2: yeah i can't see him settling down i really i really think like there's something to this story of the like retired spy and there's people have written books like this and mm-hmm. various things you know i'm sure there's stuff out there but like you know the um, retired spy who doesn't know what to do with himself because mm-hmm. he, you know, he's he's retired now right. and doesn't. Mm. That could you be. Know, cool. It like could be really cool. There isn't. There isn't like his whole routine is gone. Everything that he knew for all these many, 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 many years of being a spy is like none of that is relevant doesn't anymore. And so now it's like, okay, well, what do I mm. do with myself? And then you know along comes this opportunity to contribute on some level
1: so would you kill him off at the end yeah i I think you you definitely have to kill him off at the end yeah but he had to die like in a cool way like have like a really cool james bond line Mm -hmm. line and then just
2: yeah self sacrifice kind of thing or something i don't know it might be a little little queen and country yeah but i think you could do some sort of
1: that would be pretty ill if they got Pierce Brosnan back to do an old James Bond movie, because mm-hmm. that would be like all the '90s people being like, "Like, yes, he, he yeah, got, yeah. He got like he
2: can still like in and in, in the same vein as you know DC is doing. It's like you can still do still your Daniel Craig stuff, yeah. even though we have um, Dame Judi Dench. kind of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In oh, both, that's
1: right. both universes. So, so there is precedence for them bringing in someone from a different incarnation of that universe mm-hmm. and just have, because they were so good. Right, and they were consistent. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, I mean, I think you could bring him back. Pierce Brosnan would do it in a minute. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he misses it. There. He's yeah. been doing
1: some action movies, like, for the last 10 years where I'm like, right these like random- these
2: them. random sort of yeah, I can't yeah. remember the one name the the one, but he um November man that yeah, was the one November I'm... man, yeah, <laughs> I didn't see, it. like he wants to still do action movies, and so it's like <laughs> here's an opportunity to do it hmm. um and then and then, I think what would be cool too um if I were writing and directing this movie, if I was mm-hmm. like like the uh the man in charge as it were, Mm -hmm. I would bring in Liam Neeson because Liam Neeson does nothing but action movies, but he's always the good guy. And it's always like, I'm going to stick Liam Neeson in this situation where he's in a vehicle or some sort of, it's a train, a plane or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. trains, planes and automobiles. Like, and he's kicking butt, but he's always good. And I'm like, I would love to see, um, you know, he's Irish. And Mm -hmm. then you've got this, there could be something going Mm -hmm. on with like the IRA or something, you know what I mean? Like some, some sort of, um, you know, I'm with you. UK area I conflict know. thing happening. I they don't see need it. to go all around the world, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of internal, you know. I see it. Um and, yeah. then, and then Liam Neeson is the one because then then Liam Neeson gets to do another action movie where he's fighting, <laughs> which we enjoy. Everybody we do know, enjoy it. It's like the TBS movie of the week kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you get Pierce Brosnan, who also wants to do the action, and you get to see them like you know old Go old it. guy battles. Well, you know? see that
1: that's what will make the fight cool. Like they get like some good punches in, but then they take like a break because they're like yeah yeah <gasps> like he gets him in
2: the hip and he's just like oh. Big. You want yeah, my, my hip replacement, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah.
1: Like um, <laughs> or, he, or he like, stabs James Bond in like a, like area of his body, like in his hip or something. And He's like, mm-hmm. Good thing I got this replaced, <laughs> and it's just like, Yeah, some sort of, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, not like too K. campy, but I, know, I feel but like they like like, could do, they could Pierce do his rising, his good yeah. it campy. Well,
2: and then you could get, like, I mean, if you really wanted to jump the shark, you could get Sean Bean. Oh, um, and bring back Alex Caldera yeah, he's just he's, a burned dude yeah yeah you could bring him back and he's he's been hiding out for a long time i would love I'm to see it. a scene where you walk into a room and it's like and and it's Pierce Brosnan and he's just like you know like i like i knew i would find you here you know mm. and then and then he turns Sean Bean turns around <laughs> all and he's called char charda you know what i mean and he's just hello, like hello james you know like there's some some sort of you know item that he needs from him i would be i would be with that because that would because because i think the things that are missing from the daniel craig ones
1: is the fun factor none of them are really feel no daniel
2: craig isn't fun
1: they're not fun the only time they become fun is when they start to kind of flirt with the the camp factor like in i think uh, the last one specter when he got double O nine's car who we haven't seen but i suspect to be idris elba in my mind uh you know, it's the cool guy with the cool gadgets. And then James Bond got the car from 009 and he's driving it and it had like all these gadgets come out of it. And he's like, he's like, it's like 009's had this this whole time. And, you know, they're like, like, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, he's yeah. like, well, why, did, why don't I get this? And he's like, you're not
2: 009. So, Right, like yeah. there's, yeah, the, the more like little fun factor you can add in, but when when Pierce Brosnan would be like in the vehicle and he would do something like blow something up and then he would kind of grin, well, that was you were explosive. like, oh, this is fun, you know what I mean? Yeah, he'd he like, say that something. Was an explosive yeah, movie. he would say like a little campy line and you'd be like, ha ha, James Bond, woo. Yeah. And then Daniel Craig, <laughs> like all they give you is like he'll do he'll do something and kind of look like oh, and then he'll be like a little tiny smirk like. You and know, he's and, he's
1: kind of a well, he's he's he is a jerk. James Bond is naturally a jerk, but this right. one he's like just just very like inaccessible, like yeah he doesn't come across as likable at all yeah like you know like somebody asked him to get a drink and he's like do i look like i give a damn and i'm like right eh, it doesn't really feel james bondy to me right, but right. you know
2: like almost in um casino royale or one there's one where he he sleeps with this woman like mm-hmm. this guy's wife after right. like the card game or something They're, yeah casino royale it's a quick casino, casino royale um yeah, but anyway, there's this moment, right, like the um, brunette woman, and he, like, sleeps with her, and then they're out on the beach, and, like, the, mm, yeah. you yeah, know, all that stuff's going on. And I almost feel more, like, sympathetic towards the guy whose wife that is, than, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and, and don't get me, I don't want to get go down no, the whole no, no, of, like, going. morality in no, James no, Bond movies, no, no. which <laughs> is just completely gone, but, like, <laughs> but in that moment, mm. right, you should kind of root for the husband. But, right, right, But, like, but. Like, I really do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm not rooting for James Bond at all. In fact, I'm just like, you're you are kind of a slimy dude, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you know? yeah, And as he's, like, lingering around talking you. to her and they're, like, plotting <laughs> her husband's demise, I'm just like, man, even though he's a bad guy and all this stuff, I'm just like, because there isn't that likable quality. But when Pierce Brosnan would do it, we were it all fine. okay with it. You it was know totally mean? fine. Yeah. We were all like, oh, Pierce Brosnan, like, he's, he's, fine. he's just being, ah, he's just being James Bond, Yeah, you know? It's what, like, was, what was it's that The audience was, like, on board. What was um, the
1: one that he... I think that was his, his last one, uh, Die Another Day, where he goes to, like, North Korea, mm-hmm. and he blew up, like, like Kim Jong-un, like, what was supposed to be Kim Jong-un, like, or Il, whatever, his, like, son, and then, like, he, like, he doesn't escape, like, this is the first time James Bond has never escaped in a movie, mm-hmm. and they catch him, and he's just like, oh, well. He's like, your son had such an explosive ending or something like that. Right. And then they just get him and like beat the crap out of him for like a five minute opening sequence. And I was like, I was like, yeah, even though he just like killed this dude's son, which I should feel bad about. I was like, it was kind of fun.
2: <laughs> like he, yeah, he had to be James Bond about yeah, it. Like, that's yeah. what James Bond is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they need to figure out that part of it. Mm-hmm. Like what is fun about all the James... Like, looking back at all the James Bond movies, like, this is what makes... Hey, jovial. Keep him jovial. You know what re- I mean? Yeah, I was like... Re-
1: After this next James Bond movie, let's just do a reset. Let's cast a very charming dude that's funny. Right. What you know?
2: makes fast and the, the Fast and the Furious series fun like like people keep watching right it's because yeah. they've just they don't care mm-hmm. about like realism and like that you know that the, they're like worried about like this is an entertaining we're gonna entertain you you know and mm-hmm. so i feel like james bond is like you know they they get political agenda or they get you know we've got a i
0: don't you know, even stick remember him the, in these
2: gritty like i don't remember the plots, the plots, of plots most too of complicated like, like, like skyfall i kind of remember like
1: somebody like a uh, javier bardem like he was like oh i'm gonna leak every secret agent on the internet and i'm like but like the yeah. average person like if i got some secret agents or a file base of who's a secret agent i wouldn't really care but right. they were like oh but the people who are bad would would care and everybody's cover be blown and i was like yeah, yeah. but it, it doesn't, right. like it doesn't,
2: it doesn't <laughs> hit home because you're just like yeah i think that would be a regular tuesday for me yeah you know? like i wouldn't really yeah the and stakes need to feel high the stakes yeah. need to feel like the world and yeah. then he's gotta despite the stakes be like smart mouthed and yeah, the and only, be bondish The only time I felt it was Casino Royale where he gets poisoned and he
1: walks away and Matt Mickelson is like, Yeah, I got him. Like, he's out. You know, and mm-hmm. then he, he has to like like put this serum in himself and then like you know, shock himself or something and then he comes back like kinda like you know, cocky confident and stuff mm-hmm. and he goes he sits back down and he looks at the guy and smiles and Matt Mickelson is like like okay. Like, <laughs> this guy's something else and i was like right. yeah that's james bond right right, right. but
2: yeah. uh i don't know yeah there's they, sometimes they hit it and then other times i'm just like Yeah, <laughs> they're like let's i'll catch it on tbs yeah you know? they're like let's get this prestigious I even, director i don't even have tbs who would you,
1: you want truth. to direct this or who would you want to direct a james bond movie like your your the, the movie in your head who would you want oh my gosh to direct it
2: i don't know because right That's now
1: tough. they're getting like prestigious guys, like
2: that are like very cinema verite dudes, and I'm I, like, I want the guy who's directing John Wick mm, to direct the James Bond that be, movies. That would be cool. Um, because I feel like he gets it. Yeah. That, like it's like action plus like I mean Keanu does is doing yeah he's serious like a, the whole time yeah I mean yeah. but I feel like I don't know I feel like that director gets like the cheeky like. Like there's campiness to this, and that's yeah. okay. You know, yeah. you gotta have to like kind of lean into the campiness, right? And Then it makes for an enter- more entertaining movie. When you mm-hmm. fight it, it just is like, yeah,
1: it it, it feels like you're right. at war with
2: yourself, right? It's like, well, why are we why are we trying to make this a super serious James Bond movie when the whole reason that people went to see James Bond movies for so many years is because they're fun to watch, you know? That's true. Like, it, we don't want it to be a drag. <laughs> we don't want to talk about like environmental policy or have this like subplot be about this like. <laughs> random political assassination yeah. in this country that is made up for the purpose of the plot like we mm. don't care about that stuff we want right. to see james bond punch people in the face right you know and we've done the parkour thing like when, i don't need time. to see him chase somebody through a street <laughs> one take. and do the parkour you know sing yeah single shot one take whatever you know steady cam like i don't we've done it yeah so we've you know seen I mean? it we've done yeah. that i don't need to see it you know mm-hmm. in the um in, like, the village of this, you know, country or whatever. Like, I, I don't need that. I need I want to see him, like, fight people and shoot things and blow stuff up and use cool gadgets.
1: I want to put James Bond in an area where he's out of his comfort zone. Like, I want to put him somewhere that's nowhere near, like, oh my the gosh. parties like he goes a, to. Like
2: a, b- a kid's birthday party or something. <laughs> yeah, just something that's out of his element and oh see him gosh. adapt. Oh, I can see a scene where he, like, comes into a kid's birthday party and there's, like, that... Somebody gives him an address, and they're, like, the, you know, bad guy, whatever, that has the thing that mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call that in a movie? It's, um... What? The, uh... It's, like, the thing that you have... The main character has to pursue, but they don't know what it is. Oh, the, uh... <sighs> It doesn't really matter. No, what it is. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. There's a word for it. Again, people, it's like everything in a movie. Li- like listeners are screaming at us right the now. MacGuffin. Like, the MacGuffin. The yeah. MacGuffin. Yeah. Okay. So, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Are you satisfied, listeners? <laughs> yeah. We <we've> successfully <laughs> came up with one thing that we were trying to think of. Hmm. Um, the yeah. So it's like James Bond is is trying to go to this address because the bad guy is there with the MacGuffin, mm-hmm. and it would be hilarious if like he you know bursts in because he's like okay here we go, mm-hmm. and then it, it's like. It, it's a seemingly deserted house, but there's a little kid's birthday party going on in the backyard mm. and it's like the bad guy is there like attending the birthday party with like his kid or something. You know what I mean? Like, an, and <laughs> like it's he's just got, like, like a scar on his eye. Just like, yeah, yeah, just, makeup. He's, just, yeah no, he's just, you know, he's <laughs> over there like, you know, playing ball with the, playing soccer with the kids in the oh, backyard or something. Wait,
1: wait, now that's kind of like, it's dark, but kind of funny. Like if he's like his target is this guy who's like having a birthday party for his like son or something. And then, That's what I'm saying. Ah, and he's the
2: dad, and he's out there kicking the ball with his son, and like in comes James Bond, like bursts in, and everyone's like, huh? And then he has to play, like, <laughs> we're buddies, you know what I mean? And like, it's like, well, you we don't want to disrupt the kid's birthday family. party. Like, super, you know, mm. I feel like you could have some comic relief there. Like, you know, one of the kids could like step on his toe, and he's just like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and like they could they could make it kind of fun. Yeah. And he's singing there, saying happy birthday. Well, he's got a gun like pointed to the guy. So, so when,
1: are you thinking opening or? ending i'm thinking it could work either way way. i
2: think that could be the opening
1: like the opening that could work but it would be even funnier if like the whole movie has been like a straight lace james bond thing where it's like yeah they've they're out they've done their like car chase or whatever in the city blah blah blah. bad guy escapes and then they fast forward like a couple months and he's tracked them down and it's like, <laughs>
2: and he's there. Like, a kid's <laughs> party. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, you said you want him somewhere where he's out of his element. That yeah. Be great, and he takes you know James
1: I mean? to like, yep. he takes James to like his office or something, or James catches him in his office. Yep. And he's like, what are you going to kill me at my son's birthday party? Yeah. And
2: then, and, and then, then like, he like goes back out and it's like, you know, trying to do something serious. And there's mm-hmm. like a flirtatious mom comes up and it's like, I haven't seen you around. Which one is your mm-hmm. son? You yeah. know? And he's just like, Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> that one, you know, like, it, um, <laughs> Yeah, that could be fun. Like, I'm not sure where he went. And then there, there's, you know, mm. some sort of amusement happening. We got to
1: write we gotta write these movies. Sometimes I feel like movie studios just need to have like a, a think tank, but with people who actually like movies.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like, I'm not going to be so arrogant as to think that I could sit down and like write a whole movie script we, having never done it. We broke down um,
1: some cool beats already. Yeah, yeah, but
2: I mean, but yeah, but it's like as creative consultants or something, Hollywood listen, listen to us. <laughs> Um, I'm going to get real serious for a second. Uh, we we are probably doing a better job than most of your writers, judging by the crap that you release on an annual basis. And so this is our pitch. This is our sales pitch. Yeah. You know what I'm like, saying? Come on, just Just, you know, call, just call us up. We'll workshop your movie or, and tell you or maybe we the should points just, that we don't think we're...
1: Maybe we should do like a knockoff, like a knockoff version of that. And people would be like, oh, that's like a James Bond type thing. And then they look and then like whatever studio that's making the James Bond movies would be like, "Oh, we need to get those guys yeah. to one of our movies." That's yeah. kind of how it works. See. Sorta.
2: Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm on board. I'm on board. Yeah. I just want to workshop things. Yeah. As a so, script doctor. Yeah.
1: So the last thing we got, we're at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Rambo: Last Blood will be released this September.
2: Okay, I thought you were about to throw Walking Dead at me, and now it's a curveball. Okay. Yeah, I see I had to All throw right. a curveball. All I thought right. about The Walking Dead, but I was like, can we get miles Rambo. out of that one? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: okay, so the logline of this one is, when the daughter of one of his friends is kidnapped, Rambo, who has been working on a ranch, crosses the U.S.-Mexico border and quickly finds himself up against the full might of one of Mexico's vi- most violent cartels. No,
2: taken for
1: John Rambo style. (laughs) You know what's kind of funny? I think there's like a market for people who, for old action heroes that, Mm -hmm. that find themselves going up against young like millennial bad guys that don't know who they are. Because audiences are kind of like, oh, they don't know what's coming. Like, they don't know what they brought on themselves. Like, oh, that's Ram- – it's John Rambo. Yeah, like yeah. I can kind of see in the trailer that they're oh, like this yeah. old guy. And they're going to beat him up man. and
2: leave him for dead and he's going to fail and they're going to think he's gone <laughs> and then he's going to come in with, like, things that they're not used to. So that's – like, what's that? And they're going to be like, I think it's a grenade, but I've never seen one in real life. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? I've, like, only, what is I've this? only seen one of those in Call of Duty. Is that a grenade? <laughs> You know, there'll be something like that. It'll be like I don't know
1: how they can make this. I don't not that they can't make it make sense. I just have never seen Rambo go. I've never seen where he could go story wise. Like one that's one makes sense. He was originally supposed to die at the end of one, and they were just like, "Oh, he's too cool," and they just kept making them. And the Rambo last Rambo that we got, you know, was decent. It was cool i mean it was him with the gatling gun just blowing yeah, away yeah. these like pirates or something like that but but yeah this just doesn't make any like sense unless it's like the final story
2: it's it's logan for yeah. john rambo yeah like that's, he's gotta die like it, he's in it, he's the jungle like that's what i would kind of totally gonna die like, like it's you know like i would like to see that so he's he's and we're gonna and and the daughter is only like that whole thing that's mm-hmm. only there to make us feel bad when he dies yeah no you're right he's got to have the family you're so right. that I didn't even think so that it. when he find, it's like okay this is my final you know when, when we start to understand that he's not coming back out of it and mm-hmm. we have to feel sad that like oh but he finally settled like Rambo who did all these things finally mm-hmm. settled down and has a wife and a kid that's going to miss him well see that's interesting there so if now he, we feel sad
1: if he goes on that journey and he's like he doesn't remember the feeling of like You know, being out in, like, the wild and, like, just no holds barred. But, like, throughout the movie, he's kind of shedding that, like, layer of humanity that he has Mm -hmm. built up after having lost it. Yeah. You know, so
2: it could be cool. Uh, Ooh, actually, yeah, what would make me watch the movie is if it's, like, you know he's going after his daughter's friends. So there's Mm -hmm. this possibility the daughter is with him. Like Mm -hmm. she's insisted on coming or she's going to show up at some point. She's Mm -hmm. not going to just be an accessory that doesn't, doesn't appear. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there could be this thing like he has like figured out how to be like a kind and gentle human being Mm -hmm. and like be like human. Mm -hmm. And now there's like before he would just kill. And now there's Mm -hmm. like morality and it's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. should I like kill this person or should I just like incapacitate them? Kind of the bat, the, the, um, Batman, the right, you know, gotcha. Superman, the, you know, the gotcha. superhero, like, Oh, do I kill or do I, mm-hmm. you know, let live yeah. um, and just disable to try to like stop the situation and get mm. the, the friend back. You that know? could be cool. That like, could be really cool. Rambo mo- morality kind of moments. I think that would be like, that's where I would watch the movie if there's that tension. Cause if it's just another one where he's just like, I don't want killing him senselessly. It. Like, yeah, I mean, I'll probably still watch <laughs> it, but it was like, you know I'll what I mean? It, it's it. going to, you know, th- I feel like, I don't know. Like, john wick and all the killing works because it's like campy mm-hmm. and and unrealistic and it, that's how it's done yeah but like rambo is so bloody and if it's just him being like oh, kill kill this guy kill this guy you mm-hmm. know like every two seconds then right it's gonna feel like
1: a scene where he's fighting this like super buff young guy right and then he's totally. like you know like it's gonna be like really gritty you know, Sylvester's going to be like hurt pretty bad and he's going to be like giving it his all, like he always does in every Sylvester Stallone fight scene. Right. right. Like unrealistically. Yeah. So, like, yeah. he's got, cause he's got to dig deeper, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, you know, that'll be interesting. But I would like to see him like midway through the movie just make a clear cut decision like, all right, these people have to, like, I have to go back to like old Rambo, like, back in mm-hmm. vietnam days and maybe we'll see some like flashbacks of like maybe we won't see him young in vietnam but it'd be cool to kind of see like him in the jungle kind of like immersing himself getting knowing his surroundings using those tactics and stuff like that this is where this could get fun
2: yeah it could be entertaining yeah but i feel like they won't do as, a, as, as i want it. them to do yeah you know what i mean there's going to be some constraint that's going to make him like you know was, I don't know. They need to pick a like a good bad guy. Oh yeah. And that's where it's like I don't know. It's my really my hard. beef with a lot of these movies where they have like the old action hero mm-hmm. is they get like the cheesiest, like most typecast bad guy dude. It's like some, you know, twenty late twenty something like yeah. buff guy with like a goatee that's just like Yeah. Like, you Expendables know. 3, you I know, was happy about. you know, I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, like, when they got Mel Gibson to play the bad guy in Expendables 3, I was like, yes, that's cool. Because he's kind of, Mel is known to play, like, the crazy action hero. Like, mm-hmm. but you make him a bad guy, and he's, like, the crazy bad guy that's, like, very, like, energetic and weird and unpredictable. And I was like, yeah, that's a good counterbalance. to Stallone's right. like, calm demeanor, you know. Yeah. But, it's better than his last Rambo idea. His last Rambo idea was like, oh, the, he's he's going up against this guy that's like a military experiment gone wrong, who's like half beast or something. And I was like, I get what you were going for, like the the human versus the the beast type thing, you know. But it it was too it was too out there, like to yeah. jump the shark. But yeah, yeah. Think that's it for this episode. How how's how's it feel? How's it feel to be? Be a guest on this on this podcast and experience it. You know,
2: uh, it's it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, we <laughs> got thanks, we thanks, got... thanks for having me on. After no having you know, probably two thousand of these types of conversations Some when cues. we weren't recording, <laughs> we have um, a lot of crazy. There's so many. There's so many good ideas. Gilligan's Island, Rising. Dark Gilligan's Island, Dark Gilligan's Island. Yeah, we'll just tease that. Yeah, we'll, we won't. We won't talk later. about the who the cast is. Yeah. But you know, if you're if you're intrigued by our dark gilligan's island idea uh that we have complete with a poster mm. then you can you know comment or email or whatever means of getting in touch with the, the yeah podcast or, or i'll post the... it on the main channel facebook yep. channel yep. Or something. hit 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 daniel up and we'll uh we'll see what we can do boom bonus episode
1: all right. <laughs> yeah all right guys until next time peace